0: Welcome to the Saving Grace Adventist Church Sermon Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed by the Word of God. Uh, The topic this morning is about how to be saved. And I was just thinking, in the case I would have another, only another two or three Sabbaths with you, what topic I would choose, you know, if I were put in that situation. So uh, I was uh, wavering between the call. God makes in the Bible to the human beings and the call of Isaiah, Isaiah 6, or to talk about how to be saved, even though we have been listening to this kind of topic so many times. But, you know, salvation is never an old topic, it's never something you don't want to hear because you already know, it's something you want to understand better, and I remember that about Isaiah, I preach in this church at least two sermons, so I, I choose this one. The Word of God says in, uh, in uh, John chapter 17 from verse two, uh, let, let, me, let me read from verse one. After Jesus said this, he looked toward heaven and prayed, Father, the time has come, glorify your son, that your son may glorify you for you granted him authority over all people that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him now this is eternal life that they may know you the only true god and jesus christ whom you have sent let's pray heavenly father this morning we like to look at your word, which is not unknown to us. We know these verses by heart, but we like to draw from this word something that will help each and every one of us this morning to experience salvation to the full. Lord, salvation is only in your hands and it is through your spirit, and it is through faith in Christ our Lord. I cannot give salvation to any human being, but we need to understand, and we need to get to the point where we really believe in the love of God to us, so that we may have the hope of eternal life. We may experience the joy of eternal life, And we may even have the experience of, of the assurance of eternal life. May all this be experienced by each and every one of us this morning. We pray in the name of Jesus, amen. So Jesus talks about eternal life. I mean, I believe this was his main topic since he came from heaven, right? Why did Jesus come from heaven? To to prepare the way, to pay the price, to die, to resurrect, and to use his blood, his word, his grace, his spirit, to save to the uttermost whoever comes to him, comes to God through him. Whether you are very sinful, or you have only two, three sins, whether you are a believer or not, whether you are in the church since you're born or you are a new member of this church, whether you belong to the Catholic church or to a Baptist church, doesn't matter. The message Jesus came to communicate is this. You can be saved. Peter, in, uh, in the Acts of the Apostles, I believe, uh, 4.12, if I'm not mistaken, he says, oh, yeah, salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to man by which we must be saved. I like this must. You know, those of us who have come to this country and learned this language, and I don't recommend anybody to use my method. My method is dictionaries and grammars and and see the meaning of the word, and if I don't know the meaning, I'll never use that word maybe because I'm afraid people, you know, people laugh at you. So I try this way. So I, I feel how heavy is this must. It's like doesn't give you options. It's almost like whether you like it or not, you must be saved. And I like this when it comes from God because he always gives you freedom. So God will never force anybody. But God says, listen, I did everything so perfectly that even you who might consider the worst of the worst, even you must be saved. The father says, I didn't send my son into the world to condemn the world, to punish the world. I didn't send my son into the world so that you may perish. No, I did it so that you must, so that you may be, here the grammar doesn't allow me, but I will will force the must again. You must, so that you may be saved. Now, we know how, right? We know the theory, We we know quite well the theory. So I will not spend too much in going into theology I would like to focus on some practical steps. If you wish, you can write down. First of all, I would like to say, I would like to say three things. One, salvation cannot be purchased by us. You can't purchase salvation. I mean, you, have, you don't have enough money to purchase it. Okay, even in the case, the Lord will say, okay, I will sell my salvation to you. Come, let me see how much money you have. Especially during this time, if I were to purchase salvation, I think I might, I've never asked money from you, but I might, at the end, I might say, brothers, would you please do a love offering because I don't have money to purchase salvation. I would like to be saved. I would ask for your help, but I know that you are not in another boat either, you know? So it's like we ask, but we know the people don't have too much. Praise God, salvation cannot be purchased by anybody, not even by Bill Gates or some others. One day I heard somebody said, listen, Bill Gates is one of the the poor ones. I mean, there are in the world others who have many more than Bill Gates have has, but that's not my, my uh, specialty, you know, to, to find out who is who over there. But even a person like him will not have enough. So never try to go to a priest or to a pastor to pay. No, 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 that's not in the, in the Word of God. Second, salvation cannot be gained by personal efforts. So I try, I do my best, I fight, I bent over backwards, and I try from different angles, and I might even ask for your help. I will never accomplish the, the dream. I'll never get to the point to be saved by trying by my own power. So never try it. You know, the Apostle Paul, he said, I've been trying, and he was strong, and he was wise, he was a theologian, he was a great person, and eventually he said, oh, the wretched man I am, who will rescue me from this body of death? Because I'm trying to do good, and evil is just there. The good I don't want to do, I'm doing it, and the evil No, the good I want to do, I cannot do it. And the evil I don't want to do, this is what I'm doing it. He was not able. And nobody on this earth has ever been able to gain salvation by his or her own efforts. So never tried. The third uh, sentence or affirmation. Salvation, if you have it, you cannot transfer it to me transfer it to me. You cannot, I cannot borrow salvation from you. You may have it, it's yours. I must go to the same source in order to have it. The Bible says, even in the case Daniel, Noah, Noah, Daniel and Job were in the country. I'm telling you, says the Lord, they will not save their children, their friends, they will save themselves, but even their case, because of the grace of God. So if Noah, if Daniel, if Job, these giants of faith and of salvation cannot give it to me, never expect a pastor or a great leader or even a great saint to give it to you. We must go directly to God. So these three sentences are very clear, right? Let's go now to the heart of the matter. What does Jesus say in, in, in Act in uh John seventeen three? The eternal life is what? Now this is eternal life. That they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. In that case, tell me, give me a definition of salvation. Let's let's uh, let's do it together. Because I I I don't want to see some of you like. Uh, with the jet lag, as I am, you know? I don't want to see you, you know, saying, hey, it's like I came from Europe, and now over there it's evening, and I'm kind of, I want to sleep a little bit. So give me a definition of salvation based upon upon this scripture. Try try it. Salvation in, in a word, one word for salvation is Jesus. Amen. Do you agree with that? Excellent. Any other attempt? Donna. Salvation is knowing Jesus. Salvation is knowing Jesus. Good. Any other attempt? Salvation is the hope of being saved by the superior power, a super power. Oh you complicate a little bit, but we may we may think of that, you know? I try to simplify, but <laughs> we need theological uh, sentences too. Friends, very simple. Okay, please, the Sabbath school uh, superintendent. That's 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 true, but maybe it's not based upon this verse. Based upon this verse, salvation is eternal life. Is a person. It's Jesus. Jesus has life in itself. The Father has life in, his, in Himself. So salvation is connected to God. You cannot have salvation without God, without Jesus. But is more than a hope. Is more than something you can touch. Is Jesus in your life? If one wants to have the eternal life, that person has to go to the Father and say, Father, I accept your Son, Jesus Christ, to be my eternal life. It's not only about this life. Eternity is connected to Jesus. And John is right when he says in the first epistle, he who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son has, doesn't have life. You who have the Son of God and you believe in him, you may know that you have life in His name. So what to do this morning in order to, pay, to have the eternal life? Accept Jesus to be not only our Savior, but to also be our, our Lord, our life. If by faith we accept Jesus into our hearts to be our Lord, our Savior, our life, believe me, we may go home with the joy and the assurance of eternal life. In that case, you may allow the Holy Spirit and you need, you must, I must allow the Holy Spirit to take away from my mind, from my heart, what is contrary to Jesus. Jesus will never live in this heart with the evil one. If, if, if the evil one has, has a place in one's heart, it's either Jesus or the other, the other Lord. The two can never live together in the same place. So I must give to the Holy Spirit full access so that He will pull out, drive out whatever is evil in me so that Jesus may, may be installed as the Savior and the Lord of my life. In that case, you and I must give up on everything that is sinful and worldly. Now. Back to Lydia, to the 17-years-old young lady. She wrote a poem for her own baptism. Beautiful. The title and the words in the poem were like this. Jesus, I leave everything for you. I leave behind everything. I leave this world. I leave sin. I leave... You know, companions, I leave pleasures, I leave everything so beautiful. This is the act of faith. So, are we ready this morning to renew our commitment to God by accepting Jesus as our Savior, our Lord, and our life? If we are ready, believe me, salvation can be experienced by us. Second, Somebody said, Sister Oxford said, is a gift from God. And that's true. Salvation is God's gift in Christ. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, 9. By grace you are saved. By faith, and this is not of you, it is the gift of God. So friends, this morning we may say, Lord, we have heard again. That salvation is your free gift. What do you need to pay to somebody who loves you and comes home with a big box which contains a big, a great gift? What do you need to pay? Okay. How, much, how much money you pay? It's you. If, it's gift, if it's a gift, you, 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 you may offend the person if you want to pay. The person makes the gift. And you are there to enjoy it. The same with salvation. But this is connected with the the, the third point. Salvation is, the eternal life is received by faith. I might come to you with all the gifts in the world, but if you do not believe that I really mean it to give it to you, you might not accept it. So salvation must be accepted by faith. And here it is, it is what we read in, uh, it's important to, to underline again what we read in, in John 17, uh, verse 3. You and I have faith if we know God. If we know how God, how good God is, how wonderful Jesus is, we have faith and that faith Receives the eternal life. So this is why the the disciples said, Lord, increase our faith. And this is why the Bible says, if one doesn't have faith, he or she cannot please to the Lord. He must believe that he exists, that he is a rewarder of the one who believes. (laughs) for salvation, the eternal life is built on the Word of God. We must take the Word because God's Word is power. In the Word, we find the blood of Jesus that was paid for our sins. In the Word, we find the promises of God that we are forgiven, that He is just and faithful to forgive us if we confess our sins. And not only that, but to cleanse us of all our unrighteousness. So it is in the word we find all this. So the eternal life is rooted in the word of God. This is why we must read it daily. Because I can be saved today and lost tomorrow if I do not feed upon the word of God. But if I continue, keep feeding on the word of God, I maintain the eternal life. Five. Salvation, or eternal life, is discovered and is experimented by the Holy Spirit, through the Holy Spirit. In other words, we are not spiritual beings. And spiritual things are discerned. So, in order to understand about the eternal life, I must have the Spirit of God in my life, in my mind. And in order to experience, to, to really discover the, the, the reality of the eternal life, I must be led by the Spirit. This is why Jesus said to Nicodemus, unless you are born of the water and the Spirit, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. You cannot have the eternal life. So this morning, we must renew our commitment to God and be ready to be baptized through the, through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit in you and me practically brings the, the presence of Christ in you and me, and that's eternal life. The Holy Spirit gives faith. The Holy Spirit makes me understand the Word. The Holy Spirit gives me uh, desire to be saved, give me sincerity, the power to confess my sins. The Holy Spirit makes me uh, a loving person. The Holy Spirit does everything, changes my heart. Transforms my mind and makes me like Christ. The Holy Spirit does all. Six, eternal life is manifested through love and obedience to God. It's not a theoretical treasure. It's a concept, it's a truth, it's a person who is in you, and you are different now. You live differently. So I'm returning now to the story of my brother. Very rare will you find in the world such a person that will pour out his life into the life of two girls. They are not from his blood. They are not connected to him. And the same with my, my sister-in-law. One day, one day I, I think I, I told you, the, I shared with you this. One day, my brother was attending a meeting with the parents at the school, and he let the principal know that he's not the father of the girls. He's adopted father. And the girls, one of them heard. And they came home. And they acted acting like parents. Say, <laughs> you two come here a little bit. And they were talking to each other before. They made a plan. Said, never in your life are you to say to somebody that you are not our parents and we are not your girls. We don't have other parents. You are our true parents. Never in your life. So, you see a child... <laughs> might not have yet the school you and I have, but they have some senses, they, 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 they perceive genuinity, they understand, they see falsehood. They, a child has a way of, of identifying who you are, sometimes better than a mature person. So to see that that means that the Spirit of God was working in his heart. And by the way, my, fa- my, my brother was for years, maybe 30, 35 years, he was like a, a, an agnostic. I, I was thinking, how in the world will I be able to get to his heart and talk about God if he was so indifferent from, from God? But the Holy Spirit works mysteriously. In my case, you know, in a certain way. In your case, in another way. The Holy Spirit doesn't have only one way. So, the moment the Holy Spirit gets into somebody's heart a little bit, over there you see the kingdom of God building up, building up, building up. So, a test for you and me. Do we love God? And do we love our family? Our church, our family, this world, and if we do if we really got, love God, do we obey Him? and now we come to his law, health laws, physical laws, spiritual laws, civil laws, religious laws, do we obey these laws out of love? if the answer is yes, we have the eternal life which is manifested through Acts of love. If the answer is no, my friends, we don't have it. With eternal life is like this. You have it or you don't have it. You don't have it a little bit. Or you don't have it. Amen. And my morning is, Lord, we want to have it. And we want to be not only people who talk about love. We want to be people of love. We want to have God's love manifesting through us. Freely to every human being and we want to show our love to God by obeying all his principles, his laws. We'll go a little bit faster. 7. Now, the eternal life is kept through communion, unceasing communion with God through watchfulness which is uninterrupted. If you have a a treasure, if you have something special and you don't protect it, you don't hide it, you don't put in a safe place, do you think you'll have it forever? Somebody will take it away. The same with salvation. The devil is ready to steal what God has given us. Therefore, Why do do we pray now? Why do we study the Word of God now? Why do we share Christ with others? Why do we have fellowship here? These are forms through which we keep what we have received. This is the way we keep eternal life. A comment Sister Mills made at the Sabbath school, if we take our eyes off Jesus for a moment, we lose everything. So how to keep, how to fix our eyes on Jesus every moment? By reading the word of God, by having communion with with, with him every moment somehow. That's the science. It is here where we have to think, Lord, how can I walk with you and talk with you and be with you every moment? How? I want, I long, give me your spirit. I can't by myself. And and, and ask another person, and ask somebody who has 30, 40 years of faith, and as somebody you see, it's a very spiritual person, hey, how, you do, how are you doing it? And we learn from others, and we apply it, and we maintain what the Lord has given us. Because Paul says, the Bible says, many are called, but only a few are chosen. Eight, it is here practically, Where I repeat uh, a previous idea, it can be lost, eternal life can be lost. I may have it today, but I may lose it through sin, through interrupting my connection with Christ, I may lose it. And Satan has, and the world, and even our friends sometimes, sometimes our best friends, they have ways to interfere, to stand between us and God. And that's wrong because we don't see Christ anymore and we lose the eternal life. Now, if somebody has separated himself or herself from Christ and fallen into sin, there is good news. It can be regained Amen. through repentance Amen. and Failed through repentance and faith. So this morning, my prayer is that every one of us will come to the Lord and say, Lord, I really want to be saved. You paid the price, I don't want to miss it. I don't understand everything. I made mistakes in life. I lost my connection with you, but I have the news, the good news today that salvation, eternal life, can be regained by repentance and by faith in you. And we go back to this. We go back to the eternal Father who is looking and looking and waiting for the prodigal to come home. When the prodigal came home, the father didn't rebuke him, didn't say, ah, go and take a shower first, and after that, come here." Didn't ask him to do anything. The father fell on his neck and loved him and kissed him and didn't care how the son looked. And it didn't look well, believe me. It didn't look well. But the love of the father was so great that overlook all these things and dress it, dress him up with his white raiment, and gave him the best he had in his house, and made him again the son, the favorite son of the of the family. That's God, and He says, "I have loved you with everlasting love, therefore." I'm waiting for you to come back. I'd like to hear the song and I'll make an appeal to renew our commitment with the Lord this morning by accepting the gift of salvation, by accepting Jesus Christ as our personal savior, as our Lord, and as our life. Say that by action, coming forward Say, Lord, with all my heart, I want to love you more and more, more and more, more and more, because you have loved me. And this is eternal life, my friends, beginning to love God, beginning to worship Him, beginning to give all, all we are and all we have to Him. This is eternal life. The moment we experience this, will experience a joy we have never had in our life. It is your opportunity by action, by coming forward, or by kneeling with me, wherever you are, so that we may, this morning, embrace salvation. Shall we kneel before the Lord? Heavenly Father, it's so good to hear the story of salvation over and over again. We didn't talk... This, this morning, too much about the price you paid, the blood that was shed, the agony our Lord Jesus Christ went through, his wonderful resurrection, his wonderful ministry at your right hand. We talk about the fact that he is eternal life. And if we open our hearts and minds to him, and we accept Him as our personal Savior, and as our Lord, and as our life, we may begin the eternal life right now. Father, our sins practically are the greatest hindrance, and sometimes lack of faith. So we, praise this mo- we pray this morning that you forgive all of our sins, and you cleanse us, Lord, of every single sin by the blood of Jesus, by the power of your word, by the work of the Holy Spirit. You told us again, you repeated over and over again, that the eternal life is God's gift. And we don't need anything else, Lord, but to reach out to you and to accept this gift. Give us the faith. Give us the faith that is so necessary to to receive the gift of eternal life. Give us your spirit, dear Jesus, so that through your spirit, we will know God, we'll know Jesus Christ, whom God has sent, and we'll honor you by believing in in your sacrifice and by receiving you in life. Help us, Lord, to love you. You deserve to be loved. And as the song says, we want, Lord, to love you more. We want to show our, our love by obedience, by following Jesus step to step step to step, by, by loving others, by being a blessing to the world. We long to love God as your holy angels love you, Lord. And we pray that we'll never lose salvation. I pray, dear Father, as we leave this place, that you, by your Holy Spirit, plant the joy, the hope, and the, the, the assurance of eternal life in us. And I pray, Lord, that you will teach us so that by communion, daily unceasing communion with you, by feeding on the Word of God every single day, by sharing Jesus with others, by having fellowship in the church, we will maintain, we'll keep this eternal life forever and ever, Lord. Amen. Please, dear Father, because even, even the mission we have for the world cannot be accomplished, accomplished by a heart that is not saved. If, you, if we have the joy of salvation, if we have the hope of salvation, if we have the, the assurance of salvation, nobody will be ever will be ever able to keep us from not telling others about this salvation. Please, Lord, give us this experience. And may wherever you call us to be, wherever we are on this earth, may we keep in touch with you and with each other so that we may know that we are saved not in us, but in our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. We are always encouraged to know how God is working through this ministry to touch lives. If you have a story to share of how God is working in your life, please let us know by sending an email at podcast at savinggracesda.org. As the Holy Spirit impresses you, you may also support this ministry financially by visiting savinggracesda.org.